G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, Ask and it shall be given, seeking you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened. We have to be persistent in our prayer. We're not bothering God when we pray repeatedly. Pastor Greg Laurie reminds us that God invites us to keep asking. When we're praying for God's will in our life, where we just can't back down, we can't give up, we have to keep seeking, we have to keep asking, we have to keep knocking, don't give up. This is the day when the lost are found. up to a friend's door and knock, do you give up at just one little rap, one single knock, and then you stop? No, you probably give it three or four taps, and then if they don't come to the door, maybe you knock again, or you ring the doorbell. Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie says we should practice the same persistence with our prayers. Pastor Greg is speaking to us from the Hawaiian Islands today, as he was there preaching at the Maui satellite campus of his home church. Jesus said, after this manner, therefore you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now we come to the first secret to answered prayer. If you don't get this one right, nothing else really matters. Here it is. He teaches us to pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. If I have unconfessed sin in my life, all of the prayers in the world will really accomplish nothing. God says, it's not that my ear is heavy that I can't hear. It's not that my arm is short that I can't save. But your sins have separated you from me. The psalmist said, if I regard or hang on to iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. If you don't confess your sins, it's like you just hung your phone up on God. There still may be relationship. That doesn't go away because that's given to you as a result of your believing in Jesus. But fellowship and communication can be severed temporarily, but it can be reconnected to the confession of sin. Some say, well, I don't really know that I have any sins to confess. Oh, we have to go back to the first part of the Lord's prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. The more we see God in his glory, the more we'll see ourselves and our sinfulness. So here's the point. We have to come and admit our sin and we have sin. So just trust me when I tell you, it's a good thing on a regular basis, on a daily basis, hey, maybe even on an hourly basis to say, Forgive us our sin as we forgive those who have sinned against us. 
Okay, now principle number two for having your prayer answered in the affirmative, another secret. This is a big one. You must forgive other people. Listen, forgiven people need to be forgiving people. Is there someone right now that you need to forgive that has sinned against you? Here's what Jesus says. If you come and you bring your gift in the temple and you remember that someone has something against you, go to that person and seek reconciliation with them, then bring your gift to the altar. Isn't that interesting? He's saying that they have something against you. You might say, well, that's their problem. Actually, no, it's kind of your problem too. You need to deal with it and you need to go to that person and you need to forgive them. You know, another way that verse is translated, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who've sinned against us is forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. And actually that's accurate because the word that is used there for sin also implies debts and that's why it's often translated that way. First, we have to be forgiven of our debts. Listen, your debt is so high, there's no way you could ever pay it back, the debt of sin. That's why we all have to just basically go chapter 11 spiritually and declare complete bankruptcy and come in total dependence to God who will forgive us. You know, in Colossians 3, it says that Christ canceled the debts that were against us, taking them out of the way, nailing them to the cross, see, The Ten Commandments condemns you, it condemns me, we all fall short. And so Jesus took that debt that we owed and he paid it for us. He came to pay a debt he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. So forgive us our debts, our sins, as we forgive those who are indebted to us or have sinned against us. Okay, secret to answered prayer number three. Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer to pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Actually, a more accurate translation would be deliver us from the evil one. So really, what is Jesus teaching us to pray? We're effectively saying to God, God, don't put me in a place where there's more than I can handle. Lord, help me to not be tempted above my capacity to resist. Here's the good news. According to 1 Corinthians 10, 13, God will not allow us to be tempted above which we're able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. Loose paraphrase, God won't give you more than you can take. So there are temptations out there, but we are to, as much as possible, keep ourselves out of the way of it. I saw a bumper sticker in a car that said, lead me not into temptation. Then I went on to say, I can find it myself. See, that's a problem. We unnecessarily put ourselves in situations where we're vulnerable. We all know where our weaknesses are. We all know where we could easily fall. So be practical. I'm saying, God, help me. But there's also a part that I play in it as well. But I want to talk a little bit about what temptation is And then I want to talk about the best place to be when temptation comes. Here's the thing you need to know about temptation. Hey, it's tempting. The devil's been doing it for a long time and he's pretty good at what he does. Remember our first parents in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, they saw the forbidden fruit. It was pleasant to the eyes, the Bible tells us. And then, of course, desirable to make one wise, and it was great to the taste. 
That's sin. You know, it looks good at first, but then once you take a bite of it, the effects of it kick in, and the Bible tells us that the wages of sin are death. But temptation is going to come. But the best place to be when temptation comes is in the will of God. You know, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, right? And if Jesus was tempted, surely we're going to be tempted. But the best place to be is walking with the Lord in God's will. You know, we make things very hard when we hang out with the wrong people at the wrong places and ultimately can lead us to do the wrong things. So how can we set a hedge of protection around our minds and keep our thoughts clean? Welcome to A New Beginning. If you've just joined us, Pastor Greg Laurie is the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And today he's bringing us some insights on productive prayers. And he'll address that very question about a hedge of protection around our minds and thoughts as we continue. You know, the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, or stands in the way of sinners, or sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the word of the Lord, and in it does he meditate day and night. That's someone, and that puts it all together. Notice that this guy is walking, then he's standing, then he's sitting. So it kind of works like this. You know, you're walking along through life, and then you see something that grabs your eye. You're walking, and then they're standing. Oh, wow, look at this awesome shirt. I must have this shirt, especially with the hat and those pants. Now I'm standing. Next thing you know, I'm in there sitting down trying this stuff on. That's how temptation works, you see. Notice it's walking in the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the way of sinners, sitting in the seat of the scornful. So the key is you've got to keep walking because temptation generally comes to us in the mind. It comes as a thought. It sort of knocks on the door of the imagination. It's been said, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop him from building a nest in your hair. Now, in my case, he better bring his own material because there's not much to work with. But, um, you know, I used to, by the way, have a beautiful wave that I would flip it all the time. Now the wave is gone and I just have beach. But anyway, so here's what we need to remember. We need to guard our mind. Let's go back to Psalm 1. His delight is in the word of the Lord. In it does he meditate day and night. You know, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, how did he respond to the devil? He quoted scripture. He occupied ground that every Christian can occupy. He shows us how to resist temptation. And yes, temptation can be resisted. In fact, the Bible says, blessed is the man that resists or endures temptation for when he has tried to receive the crown of life. Good news. Temptation can be resisted. And it says, blessed is the man or happy is the man. So if you want to be a happy man or a happy woman, say no to temptation and say yes to God and guard your mind. On my computer, I often overfill the hard drive. I have so many pictures of my family, my grandkids, and and I keep them all. And so every now and then uh, when I'm trying to open a Word document, a little thing will come up on my screen. Hard drive is full. So I'll empty the trash and I'll have to delete a few things. You know, wouldn't it be great if our minds were so full of the word of God that when the devil comes with his enticements, he would just see a little sign that says, hard drive full. So don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, but meditate, think about, ponder the word of God. Lord, don't lead me into temptation. Don't let me be tested above my capacity to resist.
So the key is you need to know the word of God. In fact, it's a great thing to memorize the word of God. The psalmist said, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I can't remember the order of the books of the New Testament. And I could just, oh, look at these cute little girls. Hi. Hey, do either one of you know the order of the New Testament books? You do? What's your name? I recognize you. You're my granddaughter. Well, what are those New Testament books? Let's hear them. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd, Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1st and 2nd, Peter, 1st and 2nd, 3rd, John, Jude and Revelation. Very good, Lucy. Hey, how many of you could do that right now? Do the books of the New Testament. And you know the Lord's Prayer, sometimes I forget how it goes. I think it's like, our Father who art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread, right? Mm-mm. That's not how it goes? How's it go? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts, as we should forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom of the power and the glory forever. That's right. So that's why we should memorize scripture. If these cute little girls can do it, you can do it too. Very good girls. Okay, point number four of having your prayers answered in the affirmative. Don't give up. Jesus said, ask and it shall be given. Seeking you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. So this is really important. We have to be persistent in our prayer. Listen to this. If the request is wrong, God says no. If the timing is wrong, God says slow. If you are wrong, God says grow. But if the request is right and the timing is right and you are right, God says go. But we don't want to give up. You know, it's interesting that phrase Jesus uses, ask and seek and knock. There's an ascending intensity. So imagine yourself in a restaurant you know, and what, why is it that when you sit down, immediately a server comes, they take your order. Do you know what you want to order? You say no. And then they like disappear for a month. What happens? I don't know. But anyway, so the server comes, they give you some coffee, whatever, and maybe you want some more coffee. And so you ask and they don't come and you ask again, excuse me, and they don't come. And then you ask and finally you just get up, walk over and get the coffee and pour it yourself. That speaks of intensity. Okay. So the idea is we start by asking. I, I'm asking God, but then I'm seeking. Now I'm gone, I've gone to the next level. I'm not going to give up on this. I'm seeking. And now I'm knocking. And the idea of knocking is I'm pounding on a door. In other words, in a way, I'm not going to take no for an answer. Look, we don't always know what the will of God is. But I think when you're like praying for the salvation of a loved one, when you're praying for our country to have a spiritual awakening, Amanda, we need that right now. <laughs> When we're praying for God's will in our life, well, we just can't back down. We can't give up. We have to keep seeking. We have to keep asking. We have to keep knocking. And then the Bible says the door will be open. You know, I prayed for my mother to come to Christ for over 30 years. I was beginning to wonder if God would ever hear my prayer, but he did finally. And uh, it was all in his timing. You know, the Bible says he makes everything beautiful in his time. We don't want to rush it. 
We don't want to be ahead of the Lord. We don't want to be behind the Lord. We want his perfect will in his perfect time. But let me just say this in closing. You know, all the things I've shared in this message are really for believers only. Only the believer has the privilege of praying. Only the believer can know that when he calls out to the Lord, he'll be heard. Now, a non-believer can say, God, help me, God, save me. But as far as a prayer life, this relationship, this communion, this is for Christians only. If you're not sure if you have a relationship with God, here's what you're like. You're like a person caught in a riptide. You're out in the ocean and you're in trouble and you see a lifeguard on the shore and you say, help, and the lifeguard comes to your aid. I remember years ago, I was here in Hawaii with my son, Jonathan, and I was just helping him to catch some waves. And all of a sudden, I got caught in a riptide. Now, I'm not like way out. I'm close to the shore. And I'm sort of embarrassed that I can't get my feet on the ground. I'm like, I don't know, 12, 15 feet out. And and I'm getting pulled out, and I'm trying to get my feet down. I'm holding Jonathan above the water. And there's this female lifeguard that sees me, and she starts running toward me. I never said help, but she's running toward me. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to be safe. I'm so close to the shore. And finally, I got my feet in the ground. I said, I'm okay, I'm okay. And God bless her for coming out there. But anyway, there's something in, in guys, especially, we don't want to say we need help. Are you afraid to call out to the Lord and say, God, I need help? The Bible says, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And what you need to do is call out to him right now. That's the prayer you know that God will hear. He'll hear it immediately. Would you like to do that right now? Would you like to be forgiven of all of your sin? Would you like to have this relationship with God as your Father in heaven who will hear your prayer and answer your prayer? Listen, he's just a prayer away. I'd like to lead you in a simple prayer, and and if you want your sin forgiven, if you want to know that you'll go to heaven when you die, if you want a fresh start in life, if you want to know God in a personal way, wherever you are, Just stop what you're doing and pray this prayer with me right now. Just pray this. In fact, you could even pray it out loud after me. Just pray, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as Savior and Lord as God and friend, as my Father in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, welcome to the family of God. Now you can start praying and you'll know that God will hear your prayer and you can start growing spiritually. It's the greatest adventure of all, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So from the beautiful island of Maui, aloha. Pastor Greg Laurie with cameo appearances from his granddaughters today, giving us some important principles of productive prayer. Thanks for joining us on A New Beginning. And tomorrow we move on to a subject that's near and dear to the hearts of many in the world today, happiness. The world tells us that we need the latest things, an electronic gizmo or a new car or that certain miracle diet product. Well, Pastor Greg will speak about the many products that promise happiness and ask, well, why aren't all of us then wildly happy after we have them? 
That's tomorrow as we look at what the Bible tells us brings real happiness. Same time tomorrow. Now, for a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. Search Secrets to Answered Prayer at visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.